Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. What's shaking, everybody? Brian Jump. Welcome. SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Why million dollars? Because that's like should be the minimum goal. Should be multi-millions. Or dream big. Let's go billions. Billy time. How you been? How was your week? Make some money? Spend some time with family? See some friends? Have some life experiences? I hope so. My hopes and prayers for you, buddy. Lady, dude, whatever you are. A little bit of both. A little binary. Whatever, whatever your flavor, baby. No judgment here on the SI PDR podcast, aka Million Dollar. So, last day of July. Holy crap, this summer is kind of flying. So, not not super excited about that. I'm trying to kind of cling on to this weather. The youngest left the nest yesterday to go out to uh, the bayou. He uh, transferred from UCLA to LSU because he wants to play baseball at a different school. So, Godspeed, young man. Dropped him off at the airport over the weekend. LAX, which is some crazy, 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 crazy stuff, man. That that place. Uh, um, such a busy airport. I don't know, man. Try not to go into LAX if you come out to Cali. Try to go to Long Beach or John Wang or something else, man. Tough. But what do you do? Um, so yeah, unfortunately, well, fortunately for Gage, he's gone. We're selfish, but we don't want him to be gone, but that's all right. He's got to do what you got to do. I'm proud of him. Kid works hard. He's got a fantastic work ethic. So oldest son's birthday this last weekend. Yep. Big two, four. I have a 24 year old. Holy crap. The world changed, man. When that kid came into, into being, that was a beautiful, beautiful day. We're very proud of him, his accomplishments. Also a fantastic work ethic. Very proud of him. The daughter, very proud of her as well. She's working hard, getting ready to, to ramp up for school and some other projects. So yeah, all three kids, man. Everything's good. Family's good, healthy. Um, yeah, we got we got in some good food this weekend. Got some Italian, had some burgers. I think maybe even some steaks, if I remember correctly. So yeah, things have been good. But anyway, you didn't tune in to hear about the baseball report. You didn't tune in to hear weather. Now, let's talk some business. Let's talk service business. Let's talk about paintless dent repair, service businesses. Um, I like to comb the the forums and the chat boards, the social medias, to hear what people are squawking about, the squawk box, you know? (sighs) A little drink there. Um... It keeps keeps my finger on the tempo of the industry and what, what kind of moves the needle, what what people are passionate about, what they're angry about, what they're happy about. Um, people like to talk a lot about, about what they're charging or they like to inquire and find out what they should be charging. And then they like to sometimes, you know, sound off about why others aren't charging. And you probably, if you listen to this podcast for a while, that's c- kind of was the narrative for me for a while. I used to get pissed about the local dudes around here and these guys have been in the business for 15 20 plus years and they're still charging 75 to 100 dollars for a dent 
you know? And then when they, they raised their prices, they thought that $200 was a lot. I'm like, man, you guys are clueless. But in a way, it's a good thing. And I'll explain in, in, in a solid way. But before we get into that, let's do a little week recap. Um, we did, we had several repairs this week, which were four figure repairs. Speaking of charging the right amount of, amount of money. Um, and, uh, very thankful. We had a couple Teslas, a couple big trucks. Um, we definitely earned our keep this week. Um, it was hot, but I ain't going to bitch because I'll tell you right now, it's, we don't have the weather that the others have, um, the humidity and everything. So I, I ain't going to complain, man. Um, uh, the 1967 Porsche went uh, way to our sister shop that has a booth there. So um, I'm excited about that. That car is going to uh, get some color on it, um, which is cool. And uh, yeah, it's, that's exciting times. That car, uh, it, it's been a lot of work. It's been months, probably three months, four months in. And we're still into the engine and the trans, but uh, I got my weekend guy, uh, Freddie, formerly of uh, Colorado Porsche, Denver Porsche. Um, and uh, what he does during the week is kind of cool. He does uh, he does um, electrical conversions. He works for a company. I think it's called Selectric or something. But they do uh, like Volkswagen buses and Porsches, and they convert the, the engines to electric, which is really cool. So... Anywho, that's what uh, he does during the week. And then weekends, he's over here uh, at the studio at Denko International Global. Um, whoa, sorry about that. And what he's doing is he... Uh, get this microphone fixed. He's helping us work on all of our, uh, our Porsche projects. So yeah, glad to have Freddie. Very talented individual. But anyway, so yeah, the 67's gone. Uh, some good stories this week, a lot of good repairs and a lot of estimates that people didn't come in, uh, and a, a pretty, pretty large amount of people flaked. I would say probably 15, 20% of the people that were on the calendar flaked. We're not using software. We're not calling them to remind them like your local dentist will do. Um, should we? Yeah, probably. But we're so busy in the sense that sometimes I overbook and it's almost like the sweet spot when they don't show it's perfect. Because we have, let's say we got five jobs set up for the day and four show up, or even three. A lot of times it's like that's all we could have done anyway. Otherwise we got to roll into, into more days. So I'm. It, it sounds kind of weird. It's kind of wasteful, but I will tell you guys this: if you ever get into a shop, it is tough to book out more than about two weeks. I don't recommend it because people forget. The, the priority gets gets deleted, uh, diluted, not deleted. Ah, sometimes deleted too, right? Um, but yeah, they lose passion and focus on the repair. I recommend that if somebody hits you up that you do that repair within two to three days. If you can do that, then then great. Other than that, it's, it's a tough gig. You know, because you're going to have people that just aren't going to show. And I've had... To ad nauseum, Jeff McGill at, at Beach City, we talked about this. He gets pissed. And and I get it. Sometimes you want to take it personal. And it's just not. These people, either they don't have the money, they changed their mind, they completely forgot. You know, it's just stuff like that. So, I mean, I I don't know. I don't. I try not to let it get under my skin. But if I get multiple people that are that way, 
what I'll typically do is we'll pretty much block them out. That's it. If I have people that have rescheduled two or three times and then they don't show again, block baby, baby. We just don't have the time. We're setting aside time for you. We're trying to get a, a calendar full with our staff and everything. And I promised my staff, hey, we got X amount of cars for this, this, and the other. We push other stuff aside. And then the people don't show. It's like, okay. Case in point, we had a key scratch customer this last week in Infinity. And it was three panels. Black. One panel we could have polished. The other two we were painting. And it wasn't even that much money. Like like under a grand. You know, paint the side of a car. And no dents. And, and the dude was kind of hemming and hawing. I don't know if I'm going to do it. The car's probably five, six years old. I'm thinking to myself, dude, your, your black Infinity is keyed. But it was on the passenger side. It's like, ah, the car's not that big of a deal to me. But yeah, that is a lot of money. And I just, right, he's already sending me clues. He's telling me. These, these are little secrets. These are little spy notes, right? I'm not going to be coming. So I almost didn't want to set the appointment. He's like, well, let's just go ahead and set it. Thinking to myself, dude, I, I don't have any faith in you. And guess what? Nope. Hey, and I always say it, hey, as a courtesy, if for any reason you can't make it, just let us know if you wouldn't mind so we can, you know, get other customers into the into the mix. Oh, no, of course, of course. Nope. Nope. Another girl came in. I guess I'm going to rant a little bit, and then we'll move, in, move into the, the meat of the potatoes of the roast beef. Uh, uh, blue Honda Accord. I don't want my husband to see this. I hit the garage again, and it was a simple, thinner and cut and buff i said look i'll do this i go normally i get 90 bucks to do that much cut and buff and i'll do it for 50 i'll tell you what if you're happy only if you're happy would you mind giving us a five-star review google yelp whatever whatever is your gig i can get value out of that and save you money oh no of course what do you think happened we did a fantastic job charged her 50 bucks nope nothing that's just wrong folks the trick to that is you got to have them do it while they're in front of you. Okay, I can either hit the $90 charge here or I can do the 50 And here's the iPad where you enter in that review right now. Don't put it on them. Out of the three people that promised me they were going to leave me some reviews this week because I, I would like to get some fresh blood in there. And a lot of people say they're going to do it and they just get busy. Out of the three that, that def- oh, 100%, I'm definitely for sure, positively, one out of the three did it. And that's probably a high number as far as what to expect. You probably should be around one out of five, right? So so that's where you kind of are, are always should be farming. You know, you should always be farming for reviews because you're not going to get them all. No matter how much people, I think people cry, jump up and down. Oh, my God, I'm going to tell the world. Five minutes later, who the fuck's Denko? You know, it's just the way people are, man. We, we move and grew fast. So... Eh. Eh. All right. So, most damage we've been getting this this just recently, garages like I mentioned, old people, and a lot of people come in and they want the dreaded touch-up solution. Why? And they always say, "I don't need it perfect." Yeah, you do. What you're trying to tell me in Morse code is, "I don't want to spend a lot of money." I would love it perfect. If I could do it on the cheap. That's what you're telling me. Okay. I don't want clothes that fit. I don't want food that tastes good. I don't need this this work to look perfect. Wrong. You want all those things. You want a juicy steak 
You want your clothes to fit your body the right way. You don't want to look have it look all baggy hanging on you. Make it look like you got four guts instead of one. No. Not a chance. You don't want your freaking shorts riding up your crack. That matters. And you don't want shitty body work. You don't want shitty dents. You don't want chewed up. Come on. People have no idea what not good work is. What bad work is, right? So, here's a story and then we'll get into it. Model X comes in. I, I don't know if I've seen a Model X cared for in a worse way. I asked these people. Oh, here's Freddie right here. I asked these people. I said, uh, our Porsche guy's pulling up. Um, I said, you guys going on a long trip? There's a lot of bugs all over the front of this thing. It's black, right? And they, uh, no, no, we've just been, been real busy. And then I look at the wheels. They're gloss black, but they got so much brake dust on them, they're matte. All of them. And kind of rusting. They get that kind of brown. Oh, and the windows look like they've been using the windshield wipers constantly. These people haven't washed their car. They got a $100,000 car. And they, they care for it like a freaking Subaru Brat. Or an old Toyota Hilux or something. Just like a step. Just bad. Just bad. And then it started to kind of occur to me. Hey, we've, we've been around. I texted you some photos of this. It's a nasty quarter panel shot. And if you've been on those on the charge port side, it's not easy. There's not a lot of access in that that cat that uh, quarter panel corner. It's a bitch. Bumper needs to come off, and it's really hard to get porta power. And the newer ones now now they have a second layer inside, so so kind of a pain in the ass. So my quote, even though he was getting quotes at 600, 600 from a bunch of mobile guys, which is still pretty good money from the mobile guys. Mine was seven hundred to a thousand. Good morning. Um, so, oh, wow. Well, can you, can you match that price? No, no, we don't do price matching. I don't. And here's the thing, guys. I don't do work matching. You know, if you want me to match to the average work that's out in the, in the market, that would be a little more equitable, but I still wouldn't do that. Cause then it's my reputation. We don't have a bunch of five-star reviews and a bunch of happy customers referring a, a bunch of business because we do average work and charge average market. I'm not the average tech. If that's what you came here for, which is what it was, or below average, they were looking for something less than six. And then I realized we're not a good match, even though it's a hundred thousand dollar car. So okay, hey, well, kick it around if I can help you out. Here's the estimate form. Do you want this? Oh yeah, we'll hang on it. We'll, we'll throw some darts at it. Maybe wipe our dog's ass with it later. So, have you guys ever done this? Have you ever got into a repair where it's more work than you estimated? For whatever reason, there's there's sound deadener, there's extra bracing. It's in a fender you thought was wide open, and the dent would have been a complete cakewalk, but all of a sudden there's a big-ass brace up there, and you got to whale tail it, right? And you can't glue pull it because it's a respray. Shit like that is what I'm talking about. And it takes you three to four X the time, and then you realize you did it too cheap. That's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling. And that, guys, is one of the main reasons in these other stories is why... Marketing should be your top tier priority, not becoming a half a percent better tech. If you're not a good tech, become a good tech. And I'm just saying good plus, you know, in the market, you're just a little bit better than the average Joe out there and you can handle big stuff. All right, game over. Now focus on marketing or all along the, 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 tra the travels, the trail there. Always improve. Why should we price match? Customers don't understand. That's why when they say, will you price match? 
They're telling you, I don't get the fuck of what PDR is about. They don't. And whose fault's that? That's not theirs. I mean, it's theirs in, a, in an indirect sense. But the problem is, the challenge, which is a problem, that is complex to solve for, by the way, how do, how do you educate them? Can you tell them? No. Because telling is selling. Everybody, as soon as you start opening your mouth and say, blah, 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 game over. This fucker's selling me. Right? We've all been there. We've all you, you should have been there. You should have tried it. Try it. You'll see people's eyes glass over like a shark getting ready to go for the kill. That freaking white little lens that comes over before they bite your leg off and go, oh, shit, I thought you were a seal. That look? Yeah. So, you have to show. You can't, you can't, you can't talk. Telling is selling. Show it. Show it. Video. Reviews. Hopefully referrals. Send them a video. Or, if somebody has the time, get them into your shop. Get them over to a hood. Ibrahim, my, my buddy, used to do this. Probably still does. Although, I don't know if he has a shop anymore. I think he's mobile, mostly just doing mobile. And... And he'd take him to a hood, and he'd make a dent, and he wouldn't even take out the whole thing. Because it doesn't. you don't need to get that. You don't need to, to flex. People are going to assume you're good. Take out the first 10 or 20% of that dent. Show the light. Show the, show the, the finesse, the master craftsmanship of what we do. And then guess what? Oh. Then, then people get it. It's like, oh. And it, it translates way better in person than it does on a, a little Vivio or a YouTube video. That's why I don't price match, guys, because I'm going to get this thing out clean. There's a lot of not clean work out there. And maybe black Tesla guy wouldn't care about it and guaranteed he went somebody else. Where else? It probably isn't perfect and he probably doesn't care about it. He got the most of it out of it and his neighbors aren't going to feel super bad about it. They're not going to give him much flack, even though his car looks like it went through farmland, off road through a bunch of cornfields, you know, and killed a bunch of bugs on the front. I mean, that car was so bad. That, that thing was just a mess. So, explainer videos, or better yet, do a quick demo on a hood stand. If people will give you the time, hey, do you have a minute? If, if you're busy and you got a roll, I understand it. But if you got a minute, I'd like to show you something real quick. Just so you and I are on the same page. So you understand where, if, if you've had PDR done or you've seen it done, I don't need I don't need to show you this, but if you if you're kind of new to this, which 99.9% are, even people that think they know about it, they don't. Very few people have actually seen it done, performed. So you don't, that's why I don't match, guys. Reviews super important. Referrals. If somebody comes in and says, "Man, you have great reviews," now you have you have the permission of the customer to charge them more. Or if they use Yelp, they go to Yelp because they want better than average. Little secret there, guys. Google, they want average, on on average. Craigslist, they want below average. Yeah. Facebook, average. Maybe average plus if they're asking for people that for referrals. So what kind of customers are our customers then? Teslas, not all of them, right? Some Tesla people buy them because they're cheap because they don't have to pay for gas and they don't have to get maintenance. They didn't buy the Tesla because it's an expensive car. They bought it to save money and they're penny pinching. Luxury cars, most of the time. But some luxury people are cheap. Hey, you know, I'll pay a lot of money for the brand. I love to floss my Mercedes and my Lambo and wear my Lambo shirt with my Lambo hat. But anything else, nah. Other brands don't matter. Okay. Enjoy your McDonald's freaking Happy Meal. Oh, well, yeah, well, food matters. All right, well, enjoy your Walmart threads or your 
50 count thread sheets. Oh, well, yeah, well, sheets matter and linens matter and, and my clothing matter. But that's it. And that's where we have to kind of level up to, to automotive repair. Because people, people who've had a lot of cars and had cars repaired, they understand. They've seen shitty paint. They've seen shitty dents. Dealers know most of the time, not always. This week we had, uh, so going back to Teslas and luxury, okay, it is about choosing the right customer. And the car, what I was going to say, doesn't always dictate who your great customer is. I had a Celica come in, guys, a 92 Celica. The dude dropped 600 bucks on a dent. Yeah, young kid. He wanted it right. And if you saw the car, you'd be like, hmm, a little sus. But it, it penciled out. I had an Avalon, like a, eh, like a 04. But it was the dude's daughter's car. The dude is a n- nuclear freaking engineer. Works at a, at, a, at a, what do you call it, a reactor in the Central Coast and drives up and down every week. Super cool cat. Far- Farzini or Farzan or something. Really nice guy. So the car itself doesn't dictate. So never judge a book exactly by the cover. But throw up some warning flags when you see the, 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 bo- the book being the wrong cover. A.K.A. Avalon, Celica, shitbox car. But if somebody doesn't take care of their car, the Celica was in decent shape. The Avalon was in decent shape. If you see a car that, that's dirty and doesn't look like it's been washed forever and a day, uh, two things. Either they're not washing it for the last month or two because they're so despondent about the damage that's on the car and, and they'll, they'll reward themselves once they fix it. I see that a lot. Otherwise, they're not going to be your customer. If they ain't going to wash it, they certainly aren't going to fix it or spend money unless they're selling it. Or it's a lease. We had a guy with a broken mirror come in the other day, and it's a work car. And we threw. He's like, it was it was a safety issue. He was using duct tape around the mirror. I said, look, you're gonna replace this mirror? Yeah, of course I'm gonna replace the mirror. Okay, let me help you out. Let's throw a couple sheet uh, metal screws, wood screws through that thing real quick, so it's not vibrating and you can drive your car. I go, and we did it for free. And that's it. Did it for free. Guess what? If you're happy with the service. For free, throw throw a review at us, and that's it. So, what's important? Better marketing, get more referrals, more reviews, more satisfied customers. Studies show that customers want to pay more on average. They trust to do so. If it's too cheap, they're not going to trust it. If you go cheap, you have to work twice as hard, and then they're going to be so suspect about the work that you're going to have to. They're going to be all over your shit. A customer who pays more is easier to satisfy. Those that can't afford it, sidestep them. Freaking forearm shiver. Move on down the road. So, for the cheap people out there that you're frustrated about, or you used to be frustrated about, or others are frustrated about, here's a little clue. Take it from me. Hopefully this serves you well. This is some of my little long-traveled roads of wisdom where can you advertise online there's only two or three main channels basically for the for the volume yeah you could go advertise on you know i don't know twitter or something and and maybe pick up a customer a week or a couple of months or some crap but where are the big where are the big places there's only two or three to advertise to get the volume okay cheap guys won't be able to be found because they won't be able to pay for the competition who can afford to advertise. AKA you who are charging a premium price 
body shops who are maybe competing with you, dealers, others who don't mind spending, you know, double-digit figure-per-click prices. And you can lock those guys out. I've seen it. You can have multiple advertising accounts and lock them out. They won't be able to afford to be seen online or not easily. Bottom feeders will find them. But half the time, if somebody's a bottom feeder, what do they do? They go straight past the middle of the water and go right to literally the bottom where the catfish are, a.k.a. the gypsies, a.k.a. I'm going to spray paint your car with Krylon and you're still going to pay me. And I'm going to put some, some cottage cheese or some spackle on it and say this is curing paste and wipe it off in the morning. Everything's going to look beautiful. Biggest scam in the world. Have you guys ever seen that? Gypsies are still doing that shit out here. And why? Because people are freaking morons and they don't check reviews. They don't look for a website. They just simply focus, just hyper-focus on price. It never makes sense to be in the middle, guys. It never, never, never makes sense to be the cheap guy. You have to be premium. That's the only place to live for all these reasons. Think about it. You can't be middle. So there it is. Be premium. Educate. Educate the customer. Show. Don't tell. That's it. That's it. I saw this. The reason I, I'm going over this because I saw this about, uh, um, it was on Facebook. I think it was on Paul Corden's, um, his group. And they were talking, there was a little rant thread about, about cheap people. And this is kind of what it's about, guys. If you can demonstrate the value and the complexity, people will pay it those who value it and those who can afford it. And that's a sizable part of the market. Find those people and forearm shiver sidestep the ones who can't. Because it's just going to be, it's going to be headaches and problems anyway. One guy was pissed because he gave a, an estimate for 275 to a, to a dude and the dude gave him a negative review. People will do that shit. He never even, never even serviced the dude. I got a negative review somebody the other day because they were pissed because... They came in and we. they said they weren't going to do the repair. So we never gave, gave them a, a price for a part that they also needed for their car. And they're like, yeah, I wanted a, a part quote, but they never got back to me. This company sucks. We didn't get back to you because you said you didn't want to do it. I got better things to do to go out and get price quotes for everybody when, for people who aren't going to be our customers. You do the research. You call the dealer and get, get, get the part price. I'm going to move forward with people who say they want the actual service. People are morons. You're going to get negative reviews occasionally. There's nothing you... I don't care if you have the most angelic face and you have a little halo above your head. You get full body massages when people come in and throw cash at them and pay them to do your dance. You'll still find some asshole. Man, that dude gave my wife a full body massage after he did the dent. That fucker's trying to, trying to take my lady. One star review for that fucker, right? So there it is. Anyway, that's it, guys. Enough of my rant. That's how I deal with with shitbox or cheap, uneducated PDR techs who are bottom feeders who don't just understand and they don't want to educate. They don't want to go. There's always going to be that people. Every market's got one. I don't care if you're a plumber or a handyman or any other service business. There's always going to be the bottom feeders. Don't be a bottom feeder. I also recommend not being a middle feeder because you're still just going to get lost there too. Go to the top. Make your money. It's much easier. You're going to get paid better. You're going to work less. You're going to deal with better people. And it's just a better way of life. All right. That's it. Ring the bell. 
I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Love you. I appreciate you uh, spending the time and listening to the podcast. I think we're due for another interview. I gotta gotta hunt through the the vault here and see who we need to catch up with or somebody fresh and see what's going on. Um, maybe Ibrahim can talk can come in and talk about uh, hail or uh, one of the other route, route techs or one of our shop techs. We'll figure it out. So anyway, man, appreciate you guys. Have a fantastic week. We're soaring into August. And I will catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.